Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to be taking a look at another character from the core box. This time it's going to be Red Skull. So joining with me as always is Brad and Brandon and we're looking over this in Cerebro.mcp.com. Cerebro Got that mixed up. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into Red Skull, aka Johann Schmidt. He is the leader of Cabal, or one of the leaders of the Cabal affiliation. He is 6 stamina, medium mover, size 2, 4 threat. He has 4 physical, 3 energy, 3, def 3 mystic defense. He has a range 2, 5 dice strike, which has the standard power equal to damage dealt gain, and a wild push. So before damage dealt, this character may push the target character away short. Now notice that that does not have a size restriction on it, so very good in kind of the new MCP 1.5 rule set. He has Cosmic Blast, which is a range 4 5 dice energy attack that costs 1, with a wild set power. So before damage is dealt, the target character loses 1 power for each wild in the roll, and you gain that much power. His final attack is Unleash the Cube, range 4 7 dice energy, 4 power cost. If this attack deals damage after it is resolved this character may throw the target character short again no size restriction on that with a wild reality warp after this attack is resolved the target character and characters within one of the target character gain the stun special condition this character is not affected by reality warp so you get your throw first then you can also trigger your reality warp to give extra character stun so he has the master of evil affiliation cabal leadership each time an ally character damages an enemy character with an attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacking character gains one power. So whenever you do damage with an attack, you will gain one additional power off of it. A very good leadership ability. He has the active superpowers Cosmic Cube, which is a zero-cost action. This character gains three power. Roll five dice. For each skull rolled, this character suffers one damage. This superpower can only be used once per turn. He has the Master of the Cube. Choose this character or another ally character within four of this character and place it within two of its current position. A character can be placed by the superpower only once per turn. So that costs three. Your cosmic cube also lets you generate three, so you can essentially get this every every round it's online if you choose the cosmic cube. He has the reactive superpower Hell Hydra. When this character is targeted by an attack, it may use the superpower. Choose another allied character within two to become the new target of the attack, regardless of range or line of sight, and that's two costs. So, uh, pretty good defensive ability for him. If we take a look on his flip side, I uh, believe nothing changes over here. Everything stays the same. And before we kind of give our thoughts on Red Skull and how he's holding up in today's meta, uh, he actually has a character-specific tactics card, which we're going to look at, which is Cosmic Invigoration. It requires the Cabal affiliation to be on the field, and it requires uh, Red Skull to be active. If Red Skull is within two of another ally character with an activated token, they may play both spend two power to play this card. Remove the activated token from the allied character and roll three dice. For each crit hit wild, that character suffers one damage. It doesn't require Red Skull to be the active character. It just requires you to be active on your turn. Excuse me. So, going into that... What do we think of Red Skull in today's current meta? We'll start with you, Brad. <laughs> Great. Uh, I don't give Red Skull much thought because I'm not interested in playing a faction that's led by Nazis. Uh, having said that, I really like his leadership. I wish someone else had it. 
Uh, it's hard to compete with Sin now. Sin just seems better. All right, what do you think, Brandon? I I think I'm kind of the opposite because I actually think Red Skull is really good. Um, I think the hard, I think the worst thing that he suffers from, and I mean to be fair, Sin suffers from the same thing. When you break down Cabal's roster, you start looking at like the better models and um, like Bullseye, and then you have like Hood, Kingpin. Uh, Modoc, Magneto, Mystique, uh, Omega Red, Sabretooth, um, like Ultron, probably the top tier of that all. Enchantress, uh, Baron Zemo, Baron Mordo. Um, and I think the key thing you realize in that is I named three other leaders of different factions, <laughs> um, all of which are arguably better. Um, with Brotherhood and Criminal Syndicate. Actually, I don't even think it's arguable. I think they're just straight up better. I think Kingpin and Magneto and Mystique all have better leadership. So I think it's when you, even when you do want to play these models, even if the argument is just like, it just feels like those Brotherhood has the better support pieces, uh, Criminal Syndicate has better support pieces. So it's like when you start breaking it down, uh, I think it's kind of, but I think he does a lot of good things. You mentioned earlier, like, um, he doesn't have any size restriction on his push or his throw. Um, he can get power pretty reliably. He's going to get one a turn. Um, if his his builder can um, say he does three damage with two damage, even one damage with his builder, he's all of a sudden going to have three power. Uh, he can get three power with Cosmic Cube. Um, it doesn't seem like he's ever too power hungry. Um, he's pretty sturdy, rolling four three three with six on both sides. Um, like I said, every time I look at a Cabal roster, it's just like I even when you build, like you pick the best rosters, like oh I can just play Brotherhood, or oh I can just play Criminal Syndicate, or the and like I said, then you fall into the kind of the sin thing that Brad mentioned is uh, the sin Cabal where you can go a little bit wider is probably a stronger and- strategy. And her leadership interacts with uh, the crisis directly, unlike him. Yeah, just to touch on uh, what you were talking about a little bit earlier for about the um, leaderships, Brandon. I I do think that this is a very strong leadership. Uh, comparing it out to something like Magneto, I'd say that just like point for point, this probably gets you more power gain over the course of a game uh, than the Magneto's does. The thing, though, whenever you're kind of comparing that, though, is instead of comparing, like, leaderships, I think you should just compare the leaders. Because I think that just about every character in this game just loves this kind of leadership. Just gaining extra power, being able to do more of their superpowers, more of their big spenders. But the thing is, when you look at Magneto in comparison to Red Skull, and again, it's a fourth threat compared to a sixth threat, but we can even look at as Mystique is like another leader at Kingpin, for example. Red Skull does a, he does do a lot for his team, but you're just bringing him just for this. Yeah. Cosmic Cube, yeah, I, I mean, Cosmic Cube is good. Master of the Cube is good. If you have a big character like, you know, if you want to push around somebody like uh, Magneto or like Modok or something like that, but it's really just kind of 
pigeonholing you into just kind of like this one trick. Red Skull himself doesn't really do a lot. So when you look at Magneto, who again is two costs more, he's giving out a lot of power economy, but he's also doing an insane amount of work on the table. And I think whenever you're bringing a leader, you really want them to kind of bring something a little bit more on their own to the table. A lot of the times you're seeing Red Skull just kind of hang back every once in a while. He's going to be doing Unleash the Cube, but he just kind of hangs He's back and shot yeah and that's really all he does he does spend this action a lot so already he's down one action just for getting the power economy for himself even when you look at mystique uh she does have a good leadership again i probably would say that master of evil is better but she's doing more on the table she is pulling characters in with her deception card she's rapid firing people getting power for herself she's blowing up terrain on enemies she's giving character stun for uh, less of a spender and then doing damage to them after the fact. So I, I think as a leadership, it's very, very good. As a character, when compared to a lot of the other leaders, I think that Red Skull himself as a character is a little bit lacking. So like you said, he is sturdy. Um, he, he has good physical, and he can also um, sack attacks off onto other people nearby his unleash the cube is a good ability and the no size restrictions is very very good but i think that he's just a little bit lacking in comparison to other leaders out there and it, that's what i think hurts him is because there's so many that are in that affiliation that it's like if you want to play bad guys there are better options and i think that's a, a big knock even though it's like this is a really good affiliation but you still have to take him like he's still the model that's attached to that. Yeah. Now I will say if you're if you're a Red Skull fan, um, and you're just getting in the game, and you and your buddy have just um, kind of picked up the core set, and you're just looking to get some games in, don't fret. That we're just pound for pound comparing him to some of the other leaders out there. Uh, he is fun to play. The affiliation is really flavorful with lots of bad guy characters in there. If you're kind of looking to go that route, this leadership is uh, still a very very good leadership. And you have a ton of characters to pick from. So don't make us sound like we're saying he's trash or anything. If you want to take uh, Cabal and you want to take Red Skull to one of your locals' nights, or even to a like one-day tournament or something like that, you can go, you can perform well, and you can take the tournament with him. There's not really any affiliations in this game that are so weak that you just don't have a chance. Uh, I don't think that there's probably really any affiliation like that. Uh, you're able to win with everything, and these are probably a good like middling tier. Uh, if you take this affiliation, it's probably like a lower middling tier out of all of them, but still good affiliation, still lots of good characters to use. Um, so overall, I would probably give Red Skull probably about a B minus. Uh, he doesn't do a whole lot, but his leadership is very good, so. What about you, Brandon? What would you give him overall as a rating? I'm going to give Solid C. I think it's just... Like I said, I think it's just... But I think it's combination of a lot of things. I think him and his shell, I think he's pretty good. I just think uh, the big reason to take him is that Cabal leadership. And I just... He, he might... There might be a game where he just doesn't do anything. Like, besides give out extra power, and that's a lot out of a four-point model. 
Well, uh, I will touch on Cosmic Invigoration again. Like, it is a very good uh, very good card. Being able to remove an activated token can completely swing a game for you. You're pretty much... This is pretty much stapled to Red Skull if you're taking him. So I, I think that this is probably what puts him in the B tier for me. Uh, I think I probably will stick with the B minus. Between the leadership and this card... Um, you just have to play good ball. If that you, was just a just, Red yeah. Skull card, if that said unaffiliated... Oh yeah, it'd probably be good, but yeah, there's there's lots of good characters for him to use it on. I mean, g giving Magneto or Modok two activations yeah. in one round can just be absolutely backbreaking for your opponent, especially if you're positioned well. So, yeah, I think I'm sticking with a, with a B minus. So what'd you say? You said C. Yes, on C. What about you, Brad? What do you think overall? First, I want to point out Cosmic Invigoration. I also think it's great. I think it's very interesting. It does come with a big potential downside. Uh, I've seen it days the character it's played on. So I, before Brandon said anything, was also thinking C, and that just steals the deal. So right. they do. Cabal does have twenty-two affiliated characters. So oh yeah, not, there, there's you're not in a shortage of characters. If there's you're, a lot of ways to build that roster. A lot of things to do. Yeah, if you like real bad guys and you're you're looking to have options. Cabal is definitely a good place for you to start. There's just outside of Avengers, they have the the most options and the second most options in the game. Um, there's a lot to pick from. There's a lot of good characters in there. Um, so if if you're not one to be pigeonholed into, I'm trying to think of what affiliation has the the smallest amount of characters currently. I want to say it's... No, it has to be Wakanda, right? Wakanda or Inhumans. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably Wakanda. Absolutely. So, lucky They're for them... Two yeah. affiliations that have two two-threat models. Uh, Cabal does? Mm-hmm. Hydra, Bob, and... Bullseye? Is it Bullseye? Yep. 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 Bullseye, he's a very good two-threat. Probably... He, he's yeah. up there contentious. Probably the best two-threat in the game right now. And a... Yeah, so it's A-Force... Guardians and Cabal all have two um, two threats, which yep. is is relevant in roster building. So. And again, just to uh, kind of touch on it, if you're wanting to look into Cabal for maybe you're a newer player, you want some options, you also don't maybe want to be locked into this leadership, because remember you can take multiple leaderships in a roster if you're building one. Uh, he also has a pair leader, which is Sin, and where Red Skull, if you're playing him, probably about... 95% of the time your plan is going to be just to choose violence on the table. Uh, that's kind of what they lend themselves toward. Um, sin you gotta is, roll them dice good. Gotta roll them dice good. Uh, sin is a little bit more... Um, you'll take some cheaper characters with her and kind of play on scenario a little bit more. So, If you're wanting... If you, I'll go ahead. It, if you want any Cabal tips, just seek out Borka online. He has all the good tech. He has real good Cabal. Tech. Yep, Borka Borka eighty one. He uh, he totally didn't play one game with Cabal and then swear him off. So get wrecked, kid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we can kind of stop there, and uh, we'll hand it over to Brad for uh, comic uh, comic books. So tell us what you have for Red Skull. People are more interested in finding more out about him. Okay, I have four recommendations today. And I've read three out of the four. So the first one is I found um, Captain America 298 by J.M. DeMattis. Um, 
this was this is a well-known run of Captain America. But this specific issue tells you Red Skull's life story in a single issue. So if you want to know the down and dirty about Red Skull, there it is. I've not read that issue. Uh, stuff I have read. Uh, I'm saving that one for last. Uncanny Avengers 18 through 23. He actually shows up a lot in the Uncanny Avengers uh, series. This is by Jerry Duggan. And um, Red Skull traps the Unity Squad, which has like Rogue and various other people on it, in the Avengers Mansion. Uh, I remember liking that one a lot. It's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, the standoff event. So this was a big event. Had lots of different series, lots of different writers and stuff. But uh, my note here says, things aren't what they seem in the small town of Pleasant Hill. Uh, I really liked it. It's um, kind of a mystery at first, and then everything goes boom. And then my number one recommendation for Red Skull, if you don't read anything else, you need to read Captain America 367. I didn't write down who wrote this for some reason. But this is the Acts of Vengeance crossover. Uh, you don't have to read the whole crossover. You can just read this single issue. But it, um, Red Skull uh, gets Magneto's help to take down Captain America. And if you know anything about Magneto and Red Skull's backgrounds, it goes exactly how you would hope it does. And it's very satisfying. Good stuff. That's uh, the one you talk about that's a little bit more of a mystery. That that seems a little bit more interesting to me. It seems different from your usual fare, I guess. Yeah, uh, that was a good event. And you can find that. I think I double-checked. All of these are on Marvel Unlimited, which is a great deal if people want to read comics. I was saying it was like the best deal in comics, but then I found out about um, Shonen Jump's subscription service, which is only like $3. And that's a really good deal. <laughs> yeah, but so. if you like manga, look into it. But Marvel Unlimited is a great deal. You usually get $60 for the year, and they have almost their entire back catalog. It's great. Nice. All right. Well, I think that just. They're not a sponsor, by the way. (laughs) Also, that's important to say. If you want to sponsor us, feel free. Yes, yes, please do. That book was written by Mark Gruenwald, Captain America 367. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I got to be useful for something every now and then. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that wraps us up for Red Skull Review. All in all, he's, he's kind of sitting in the middle, so if you're interested in him, take a look. Uh, we might be having some special guests on here pretty soon to look at some of the future characters, so be looking forward to that. But until then... And they, even some of the past characters. And some of the past characters, you're right. Um, so, uh, if you guys kind of let us know what you want to see next, be sure to comment below. Let us know how you're liking the channel and stuff, and until then, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you.